Hello, and welcome to Communicate to Lead, the podcast that empowers leaders and aspiring leaders to communicate with clarity and impact. I'm Kelly Belton, CEO and successful entrepreneur, and your host for today. I'm here to equip you with all the essential tools and strategies to master effective communication and lead your team to success. As the founder and CEO of The Tailored Approach, my goal is to empower you to be the best leader you can be. So sit back, relax, and join me in today's episode as we dive into the art of communicating like a true leader. Imagine you're meeting with your boss and he's talking nonstop about his plans for the upcoming project. He seems confident and enthusiastic, but as he continues to speak, you realize that he hasn't once asked for your opinion or input. It's as if he's talking at you, not with you. You try to interject, but he cuts you off and continues on with his monologue. How does that make you feel? Probably frustrated, undervalued, and disconnected, right? This scenario is all too common in the workplace where leaders often prioritize talking over listening. I know I've experienced it a few times in my career, but active listening is crucial for effective leadership. And it's not just about being polite or respectful. When you, as the leader, actively listen to your team, the people around you, you create a culture of openness, trust, and collaboration. You show your team that you value their perspectives, their ideas, and their concerns, and that you're willing to learn and grow with them. In today's episode, I'll explore the importance of active listening and how it can help you have more productive conversations, build stronger relationships, and ultimately drive better results. And I mean, don't we all want better results? That's why we're in business. That's why we do what we do. Let me be clear. Effective communication is at the heart of good leadership. And active listening is one of the most important skills you can possess as a leader. Active listening is a way of hearing and understanding what others are saying, and it involves paying close attention to the speaker's words, tone of voice, and body language. If you're not sure what active listening is, listen up. Because once you understand this concept, you'll know what you need to do every time you're in a conversation with someone. And the wonderful thing is, it doesn't only have to be in your professional life. You could use this great skill in your personal life as well. So, are you ready? Let's dive in. Active listening means giving the speaker your undivided attention, processing their words and feelings, and responding in a way that shows you understand and care about what they say. It goes beyond just hearing what someone is saying. So it's not just about taking in the words. It's listening actively, which means being fully present in the moment, focusing on the speaker's message and responding thoughtfully. So if you are not responding, 
there's a slight problem there. And this is where passive listening comes in. Because passive listening is simply hearing what someone is saying without fully engaging with their message. For example, you might nod along to a colleague's presentation or something that they're sharing in a meeting without really processing what they say. While passive listening may seem polite, I mean, come on, you're quiet, you're listening, you're not saying anything. It doesn't quite foster meaningful communication or help you build trust between yourself and the rest of your team. Active listening, on the other hand, is an essential part of effective communication. By engaging fully with a speaker, you can build rapport, encourage open dialogue, and foster deeper connections. Active listening is particularly important in your leadership role where clear communication and mutual respect are essential for team success. Leaders who listen actively create a positive work environment. They build trust and respect with their teams and encourage collaboration and innovation. And that, of course, will ensure that they are successful. Their people thrive. By listening to your team's perspectives, you can gain valuable insights, make more informed decisions, and create a culture of open communication and respect. You don't have to know all the answers, knowledge, or expertise. That's why you have a team. Your team will thrive when you ask them questions, listen to their insights, and include them in your decision-making whenever possible. Another great reason to become an active listener is that it can also improve your conflict resolution skills. And we did an episode a little earlier. I'll link to it in the show notes. If you want to find out more about conflict resolution, what it is, what you can do, if you want to sharpen your own skills as a leader, go take a look in the show notes and go listen to that episode if you haven't listened to it yet. When you actively listen to what others are saying, you can better understand the root causes of conflict, empathize with those involved, and work collaboratively to find a solution that works for everyone. There are so many benefits to active listening, and I can't possibly cover them all, but I want to highlight four of them that might have you sitting up and paying attention. Because active listening can improve communication, increase trust and respect, help you make better decisions, and probably enhance your team's performance and productivity. Let's quickly cover each one of these benefits in a sentence or two before we move on. The first thing is that active listening can improve your and your team's communication by helping to clarify any misunderstandings and reduce the risk of miscommunication. When you, as the leader, listen actively, you can gain a better understanding of your team's perspectives and needs. And when you practice active listening on a daily basis, it can become easier to encourage your team to do the same because you'd be the example. If they see you doing it, they are far more likely to do it themselves. And this can lead to more effective communication, which can help to foster a positive work environment and build stronger relationships between you and your team and even amongst the people within your team. Active listening can also increase trust and respect between you and your team. When you actively listen to them, you send a message that you value and respect their opinions and ideas. 
This is a great way to build trust and respect, which can lead to your team being far more engaged and motivated to do what they need to do. Active listening can also help you make better decisions. And who doesn't want to make better decisions? I know I do in my business. When you listen to your team's opinions and ideas, you tap into their knowledge and expertise, which can help you gain valuable insights and make more informed decisions. By considering multiple perspectives, you stand a far better chance of making decisions that benefit the team as a whole. And then finally, active listening can help increase your team's performance and productivity. When people feel heard and valued, they are more likely to be engaged and motivated. This can lead to increased productivity, better problem solving, and certainly you'll find that your team collaborate much easier, they want to collaborate, they are open to collaboration, and of course, together comes innovation. Before I give you strategies you can use to make active listening a daily part of your life, we need to acknowledge that there are barriers to active listening. It's not an easy thing to do because if there weren't any barriers or challenges, we'd all be excellent active listeners. And there would be no miscommunication or conflict in the workplace. And of course, we know that's not the case. So let's get dive into some of these barriers. The first one, distractions. In today's fast-paced world, distractions are everywhere. Noise, technology, and competing priorities can make it difficult for anyone to listen actively and remain fully engaged in conversations. To become an active listener, you must learn to tune out these distractions and focus on the person speaking to you. And our own biases. Oh my goodness, this is another great one. Sometimes we have preconceived ideas and biases that can get in the way of active listening. And we miss out on the depth of knowledge and insights that our people bring to the table when we are not open to listen to them. What often helps me to approach a work conversation with an open mind is to prepare ahead of time. I prepare some questions that will hopefully enable me to dive deeper into understanding the person that I'm speaking with. That way, when I get into the conversation, I am focused on having an open mind and really being fully present with the person I'm speaking to instead of focusing on who they are, what they are, what they've done in the past. I push all of that away and I focus on the present moment. The next one that is also a barrier is our egos. They often get in the way. A strong ego can prevent you from truly listening to others. You know what I'm talking about. I know you've experienced a leader who's so focused on their ego and looking good that it prevents them from actively listening and valuing other people's inputs. And what impact does that have? Exactly. Strained relationships and poor decisions definitely come to mind. So we can't be active listeners and be focused on our egos. It's one or the other. So to overcome this barrier, I've learned the hard way that I must practice humility and recognize that my perspective and ideas are not always the best. Even though I'm the leader, even though it's my business, I know 
I work with people who have a different expertise and knowledge from what I do. And that's why I value their input. I want to hear what they have to say because they look at the problem in a very different way than I do. And that is so helpful to get their insights. After all, that's why I have a team. So it's time that you think about what do you value in your team? Do you value their different perspectives, the fact that they have different expertise from you, and the fact that they have different insights, they have lived different lived experiences, and so they come to the table with different insights, and that ensures that you have a richer work environment. So tap into that and push your ego to the side. Then lastly, we can't complete the barriers without discussing a lack of empathy and understanding. Because without empathy and understanding, you as a leader may struggle to appreciate the emotions and concerns of your team. Don't be surprised if this leads to your team becoming unengaged, disconnected, unmotivated. If people don't think that you value them, that you appreciate their emotions, that you are listening to their concerns, and that you will address them, they are going to shut down, and rightfully so. Last week, I had the pleasure of interviewing a mindfulness coach, and she made it abundantly clear why empathy is so crucial for effective and mindful leadership. And don't worry, you haven't missed the episode It'll be out sometime over the summer. It is a fantastic deep dive into what mindfulness is, meditation, and how you can do the one without necessarily doing the other. So be on the lookout for that episode. Okay, now that you understand what active listening is and the barriers that might get in the way of you or someone else listening effectively or actively, hopefully you're getting a clearer picture of how well you listen. To help you listen even more effectively, here are some tips and strategies that you can use right away. And I encourage you to choose one or two of these tips or strategies and try them out, practice them for a little bit, maybe a week or two or three. And then when you feel comfortable with them, feel free to add a new one. So don't replace it. When you practice a particular tip, just add another one that you practice for a few more weeks. And once you're comfortable, you no longer have to think about doing that, then you add another one. So here are some techniques for active listening. Maintain eye contact with a speaker. This is obvious, I know. I've said it so many times on the podcast, but I will always keep saying it because to this day, I attend meetings, I attend workshops, I have conversations with people And they are looking everywhere but at the person they're speaking with. If you truly want to have a rich and deep conversation with someone, give them your eyeballs. Stop looking at your phone. Stop looking around to who's listening and who's watching. Pay attention to the person in front of you. And how you do that is by looking into their eyes. Keep an open posture. So that means don't fold your arms while the speaker is talking because you are creating this physical barrier. So just put your arms by your side or if you are sitting at a table, put your arms on the table and just create that relaxed and open posture. 
be sure to ask open-ended questions to clarify anything that might be unclear or perhaps you might need more information. And I encourage you strongly, have some open-ended questions. Have them on a pad. Don't have them on your phone <laughs> because I typically type everything into my phone. I've had to realize that I might be looking at the questions on my phone and the person I'm speaking to is probably thinking, oh, there she goes. She is not paying attention. So I now have a digital notebook and I jot down all my ideas in there. That way they can see I don't have a device that's going to ding with notifications. And then next up, paraphrase and reflect back on the speaker's message. Tell them what you understood to check that you, that you got them right. And don't do it as much as you need to to ensure that they get that you are listening to them and that you will want to make sure that you understand them completely. And then lastly, another obvious one, but guess what? We still make mistakes. Don't interrupt someone while they're speaking. Just be quiet. Let them speak. Let them share their thoughts. And don't finish their sentences for them. I tend to fall into this trap, especially when I'm in a rush or I'm in a hurry to do something else. I just want somebody to talk. It's like, okay, you mean this. And often I have it completely wrong. So I am learning the hard way. So please learn with me. Don't finish people's sentences for them. Exercise some patience. Sit on your hands if you have to. Put a tape over your mouth if you must. Let someone speak uninterrupted. That is the gift that you are giving them when you simply let them speak. Let them have the space. And then once they've completed a thought, that's your opportunity to check and say, hey, can I check in here with you whether I understood you correctly? But don't interrupt somebody mid-sentence. That is rude, as my seven-year-old would say. So here are some tips for overcoming barriers to active listening because we talked about the barriers. So what do we do? Well, ensure you have a distraction-free environment whenever possible. I know it's not always possible. Sometimes you need your phone nearby because you're waiting for an urgent call or maybe you're waiting to hear back from the doctor or your child is ill and you're waiting to hear the results. Tell the person you are in conversation with upfront. Tell them, hey, I want this conversation to be uninterrupted, but I need to have my phone nearby because X, Y, and Z. They will understand. That's what makes us human. But whenever possible, put away the phone, mute your inbox while you're having a conversation with someone. Next up, work on increasing your self-awareness and check your personal biases. And do not, do not tell me that you don't have any biases. We all have biases. And the ones who say they don't have any probably have the most biases. That's just my unpopular opinion. I will own it. So ask for feedback on your communication and specifically on how well you listen to others. Get really clear on what or who triggers you so you know what to do the next time you get triggered. Understand your emotional triggers. The more self-aware you are, the easier it becomes to listen actively and support your team whenever they need it. 
Learn to become a humble and empathic leader. Understand that you don't have to know everything and no one expects you to. That's why you have a team. So let them lead when their expertise is needed. Give them that gift. Again, yes, it is a gift. You don't have to lead all the time. Everybody knows you're the leader. But sometimes you need a particular expert to lead a project or to lead a process. Hand it over. Show your people that, one, you trust them. Two, you rely on their expertise, and that's why you have them on the team. Be sure to set aside time for focused conversations with each person on your team. Now, I know if you have a really large team, it's not that easy to do. But try and spend some time with your people. Even if it can't be one-on-one, maybe you can spend time with two people who have the same role or who are working on the same project. It can be once a week, every other week, or even once a month. Whatever cadence works for you. But don't let it go longer than three months before you check in with someone. For me, I would say I try not to go longer than a month. I want to make sure that every month I have a touch point with my people. They know what's going on. I know how I can support them better. Because that's often the question, hey, what can I do to set you up for success? So I'm getting that feedback from them. You'll be surprised what people are willing to share with you when they get that dedicated time and they realize it's not simply one and done or just flavor of the month and then it's over and done. And don't wait until something goes wrong. Build trust during the good times so that when the tough times show up and they will show up, we all know this, your team knows they can rely on you they know that you have their back and that you will support them. Nonverbal communication. Active listening and nonverbal communication go hand in hand. We often think about nonverbal communication or body language when we are the ones speaking. But your body language when you are listening is just as important because even though you might not be saying something, it can easily give away what you're thinking. So nonverbal communication such as facial expressions and gestures play a role in conveying your emotions and your thoughts. For example, if you look bored while someone shares something important with you, They won't believe your words when you tell them that you care about them or that you want to hear from them. And lo and behold, next time you ask them, hey, tell me what's happening or give me some feedback, they might not be willing to even give you the time of day. So be sure to practice your nonverbal cues when you are listening. If you don't know how you come across, ask for feedback again or record a session, record everyone in the session so that you can see how you come across on video. And especially when we are in virtual meetings like Zoom or WebEx, it's fairly easy. You can see everyone's faces when they have their cameras on. So encourage your team to have their cameras on. That's how you build that connection and you build trust. Watch how you come across. 
because the camera does not lie. It will show you what you are giving it. And then lastly, don't forget to ask and provide feedback as well as follow up with someone after a conversation because that will demonstrate that you genuinely value their input and you're committed to addressing any concerns and taking action. To recap, remember, if you remember nothing else, I want you to remember this. Active listening is essential for effective leadership. If you want to be a more effective leader and improve your communication skills, start with active listening. Use my ADM formula to ensure you're always practicing active listening. A-D-M. And that stands for, one, ask. Ask your team for feedback on your listening and communication skills. Two, decide. Decide what you want to do with the feedback and how you want to show up as a leader. Three, map out your leadership action plan and act on it. A-D-M. So easy to remember. Ask for feedback. Decide what you want to do. Map out your action plan. Your action plan will help set you up for success. When you put a plan into motion, you know exactly where you're going, where you want to go, what you want to achieve, and you start acting on it, you take action, that will ensure that how you show up today might be so different from how you show up at the end of this year. And the only way to know that is to ask for feedback, to have regular check-ins, and to follow the map that you have. As we come to the end of today's episode, I want to encourage you to follow the Communicate to Lead podcast so you don't miss a single episode because I have some exciting and incredible guests lined up over the next few months. I have a mindfulness coach. I have a communications coach. I have so many exciting people and I can't wait to share our conversations with you So please, please, please click the follow button. And if you enjoyed the episode today and found it helpful, please leave me a five-star review. This will increase the visibility of the podcast and help more people become effective leaders. And we definitely need more of that. Connect with me on social media and tell me what resonated the most with you. You can find all my social media links in the show notes. So whether you find me on Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook, or maybe you want to go through my website and find my email address, let me know one, what resonated with you, and two, what would you like to know or learn more about? If you have recommendations for guests I should invite to the show, please let me know that too. I would love to ensure that Communicate to Lead serves your needs and you walk away one having learned a few things to becoming more confident as an effective leader. All right, my friend, I'll see you in two weeks.